Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jenny Marie. Jenny is going to talk to us about a verbally abusive relationship that she had to endure growing up with her mother. She also is going to talk about how she became focused on forward and when and how that happened and how she chose to have a positive outlook and view in her life. So we're very excited to talk with Jenny. We're excited to hear about her story. And then at the end, she's also going to talk to us about a little bit of uh, what she's doing now and how that might even be able to help you, our listeners. So Jenny, thank you so much for being a guest on Focused on Forward today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to hear your story. And I'm excited to hear how you overcame uh, your issues to be able to be able to move forward in life. So when you're ready, please share with us. Yes. So um, I really didn't have a good childhood, I might say. So from as, as long as I remember, uh, my mom was very, very hard on me. Uh, and she hit me. She always told me that I was uh, a retard, uh, etc. Other things with bad language. Um, she actually told me something that it was ingrained with me. And now that I am a coach, I understood it was a limiting belief. So she told me that my father said, which was uh, just a man- manipulation that everybody was born with a star, but unfortunately my star was crushed. And she emphasized that statement a long time. And um, she had a little bit of psychological problems. I remember going to the hospital all the time because she thought she was sick. Uh, We went to the psychiatric ward for some sessions, most probably to control her anxiety. Um, so I remember going to the psychiatric war and seeing all these people. It was very shocking for me because I was a, a young uh, a child, so I couldn't understand really much what was happening. Um, I said that she told me this limiting belief um, that I found last year that was stopping me from moving forward. Uh, but it was because she wanted to manipulate my father. She wanted for my father to give us more money because he wasn't very good at give a, giving us child support. Um, so what she did is she was trying always to manipulate me. Uh, I cannot tell you that I don't love her because I love her very much, even though with all the situations that I encounter, uh, I had a stepsister and my stepsister had a harder time with her. And actually my stepsister was raised by her mother. 
and she was always in panic when my mother was coming to see her. And when I was born, she told my father that she was uh, her niece. So my, my mother unfortunately had a little problems with the psychological terms. I, I don't think she got ever had any, any um, I don't know, she wasn't declared as crazy or any psychological term, but she had lots of problems with her psyche. Um, and I, I can know, I, I know now that she did it out of love. She wanted me to become a, a great woman and I am a great woman now. I think I have searched somewhere inside of me to, to stop with that uh, believe that I, I couldn't be successful, that I was a, a retard and then I was et cetera, et cetera, things that she, she could tell me. And when I was 13, so in, in Mexico, when you're 13, you are able to move out from your mom or from your primary care uh, provider. And then I moved with my father. Um, and I had to go to the judge to tell him, okay, I, I'm moving because I cannot tolerate to be treated like this anymore. Uh, I just remember, sorry, I forgot to tell you that sometimes when she was going out and she got very, very upset with me, she could lock me inside of a closet. Uh, she will hit me and she will lock me there. And I, can, I, don't, I cannot tell you that I fear uh, the darkness but I think I always found a way to find the light within the darkness. And I think when I was in this, uh, in this closet that it was dark and I was crying because I couldn't understand why, why, what wrong I could have done to be deserving of being locked down in this closet. So, but I always found something. And one of the things that I, I did is that I had always had like an imaginary friend and my imaginary friend was called Michael. So I will talk to Michael all the time and he will hang out with me. So, you know, you're a kid and then you're playing with your imaginary friend and that was actually something that helped me. Uh, another thing that helped me as well was that I was very good at school. So I think I wanted to be at school so much because that was the only place that I didn't have any physical abuse and I could be successful. So I trained my brain to, to be very good at paying attention at classes or studying because that was keeping me away from my pain. Uh, and when I was a teenager, I actually had uh, my dark uh, era. So I was a goth for a long time and my mother would hate it because I love to listen like to Marilyn Manson and to dark metal and I don't know, it was calming for me. I, I know that some people will relate to this, that they could hear this heavy metal music and just feel calm. And people will ask me, well, you're listening exactly what Marilyn Manson is saying in their lyrics. And I'm like, yes, I do. I just don't pay attention. I'm just really trying to listen it from another way. Um, and another thing that I will say that will help me, and that actually that was taught by my mom is uh, metaphysics. So I always had these affirmations all the time with me, like I am beautiful, I am wealthy, I am uh, connected to the divine intelligence. And 
uh, I cannot tell you that I, when people said, oh, you, you must have been studying the whole night to have an A for your grades. And I'll say, no, actually I, I went to sleep very early. I didn't go too much into studying the whole night. That wasn't really me. Um, but yeah, that was some part of what I did when I was a child. And then of course, when I moved out from my mom, everything changed because I was able to step up and to say there's no more. Gladly, I did have the support of my father. So he was able to take me into his home. Um, he was, he had many, 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 many uh, wives. My father had married now seven times. And I think at that time he had like, uh, the, he was the third wife. Um, but I always had my space. And as I said, I think having a little kind of uh, imaginary support, um, it was helpful for me. And now I understand because as I said, I, I started coaching. And one of the things that you can do when you have these uh, inner voices is that you can name your inner voice and you can tell him either shut up or or let me be or whatever. So I think uh, innately I, I was doing that uh, before and it helped me. Uh, yeah, so I, it's a little bit of what, what I experienced and gladly I was able to always be a successful um, student. I graduated uh, for politics. Uh, I don't know why that uh, major, but that's what I did. <laughs> and then I traveled the world with, with a cruise ship for nine years. And now I live here in Puerto Rico with my husband, and I think I'm, I'm happy. Well, excellent. I'm I'm glad you're able to get to a point in your life where you're able to find some happiness and and uh, be able to to move on from some of these things. But let's talk about, uh, if you don't mind, let's let's kind of go back into some of these things that you were experiencing. Now, the the way that your mother treated you was this something that is that the way that you always remember it like that or or did it start at like, okay, so you were like 10 years old and then it started, or you were seven years old and then it started. Do you remember there being a time when there wasn't treatment like the way she treated you? Or was that just the way that she always had treated you? I think she always treated me like that. And most probably it was because she was very upset of my father leaving her when I was one year old, but it wasn't my fault. It was my father's fault. My father wanted another wife and he loved me very, very much. But he didn't want to provide us with a child support. So my mother always fought to get my father to give us money to exist. And my mother wanted the best thing for me, my mother. Uh, so I was born in a very wealthy uh, environment, but that was sort of a lie because of course my mom was not working uh, and the only one who was providing for me was my grandfather, his, uh, her father, because my father wouldn't give us enough money for the lifestyle that she was uh, used to. And I, I studied in a private school my whole life, but gladly, since I was a very good student, I always have scholarships. But as long as I remember, I've always, always remember my mom hitting me and treating me badly. And once I remember, um she she tried to drown me a little bit in one of the in in the hot tub it was 
uh, I remember I experienced, and I don't think I was more than 10 years old. I think I was like five or four. And unfortunately, your brain always, or most of the times remembers only the bad things that happened to you. So I can't, I, I think I remember more vividly my, like when she hit me and when I was in this closet than beautiful things. And that's unfortunately for your mind, but unfortunately that's the mind. Unfortunately, that's that's the way that trauma works. It brings those un, those unfortunate things right to the surface, and we calls those to, calls those to mind rather more often than the, the the pleasant things that may have been filtered in or around the traumatic events. So, how did you go about recovering or getting over or past or or working through some of these traumas? Uh, so, I think my father helped me a lot. Uh, he was always supporting me, as I told you, and when I had enough and we got the lawyer to say, I think you can go to the judge and ask that you don't want to, you don't want to live with her and you are capable of choosing where you want to live. That was a big part. So I know some people don't have their other parent support. So it's a little difficult for lots of people because most of, I don't know, the, the whole world right now most of them they have encountered the separation of divorce so it's hard but I'm gladly I had the support of my father um, and unfortunately I I think what other thing I did for I think to be honest to always trust to my mind I'm a, I'm a true believer of the law of attraction and that your your thoughts become what you believe. So I think when I did my, my imagination, my imaginary world, uh, that helped me. And I remember, and I forgot to tell you this, but my favorite uh, movie is Alice in Wonderland. And I identify with this movie so much. And I remember my grandmother would say, when you were in kindergarten, you will come and say, uh, you are Alice. And you only wanted to, to, to watch Alice in Wonderland all over again. And I think your mind is so powerful. So I created my own reality when I was in this uh, closet. Uh, so I had my, my friend, I have my, my friend called Michael and my own imaginary world. So I think my mind helped me a lot through this process because I know that it can be hard when you don't have support from someone, but I always found the light within the darkness there in my mind, in my imagination, in my, in my will. I think I always wanted to say that I have a, a strong willpower because even though I had a very hard childhood and everybody will say that you had a very childhood with your crazy parents but you managed to become a very good woman but I think it's because of the power of the mind I didn't want to let anyone defeat me because I think I I'm I think I was uh, I deserve or I am I'm here for greatness and to tell people that they can, whatever situation that they are in, they can change it with the power of the mind. 
Okay, excellent. So what are some of the other things that you do on a daily basis to help you to help that helps Jenny stay focused on forward? Um, so one thing it's that I have found uh, positive intention. So everything that people do, they have a positive intention. So when you recognize what happened and the intention behind that, you understand why people have done the things that they've done because everybody does whatever they do uh, with the best they can with the, with the resources that they have. So that's one thing that I always believed. Um, so to find a positive intention. One thing that I do at this moment is I, uh, I meditate. I don't, I can't tell you that I pray too much. I, it's not really myself, even though I was born in a, uh, in a Catholic school and I was raised in a Catholic school. Uh, I think I, I have my own beliefs and I think mindfulness and meditation have helped me a lot. And even though I don't think I did meditation before, but I, I do like to to listen to my thoughts and just to be quiet and preserve and on my own space. Okay. Now is the positive intention, is that what you apply to your relationship with your mother to yes. help you kind of reconcile some of those things? Yes. That's uh, so the positive intention is that she wanted to, um, to build a beautiful future for me, a wealthy future that I could live I don't know, uh, with a luxury style that she wanted. So she wanted to, to raise a strong woman. And by telling me this um, limiting belief or telling me bad words or hitting me, she was trying to build a strong woman. She was trying to build a beautiful future for me, maybe in a very disturbing way because that's what she thought. She had a mental problem. So maybe in her mind, this was the correct uh, way to do it. Even though I know now it wasn't the best way because of course I would have loved to have a beautiful childhood. So positive intention, but poor application from your mother and how she did that. So what, what age of approximately were you when you decided that you needed to become focused on forward and you needed to change things? Uh, I think when I was 12, because I moved from my father, from my mom when I was 13. So I asked my father for help and I said, I can't, I can't deal with this physical abuse anymore. I'm just not happy. Um, I don't think I was a happy girl when I was a kid and I was just like a robot trying to survive. Um, so I think when I was 12, I managed to, to say, this is not right. This is not the way you treat a child. And uh, I think when you, are, when you are from one to seven, your, your brain doesn't recognize between good or bad. But when you are 13, you might be have lots of experiences or things that you've seen and then you can recognize okay i don't think this is right anymore and i think we need to step up and do something about it or 
if you want to step up from that belief or from that feeling or from this uh, abusive relationship, enough is enough. So I think I was like 12 when I decided this is enough and I don't want this anymore for me. Okay. So what advice would you give to those who are enduring a, a similar style uh, abusive relationship, whether it's verbal abuse, physical abuse, mental, emotional abuse, whatever, what advice do you have for those who are enduring that right now? Um, the best advice is first to, to understand that what, whoever is doing that to them, it has another intention. Uh, and even though they can say, no, I don't understand what is the positive intention of that, there is always someone a, a positive intention. Uh, the second advice I will give is uh, to ask for help. And even though it's very hard because you show vulnerability when you ask for help and people say, well, being vulnerable means that I am weak. That doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you love yourself a little bit more and then you want to have another future for yourself. So, and asking for help, even most probably, and I understand that there's lots of people that they, they don't have the support from a close uh, person, like a family member, and it's very hard, but there are thousands of uh, organizations that they can go and ask for help or uh, counselors or at school, um, I was born in Mexico, so uh, sometimes there is a psychiatric um, or a counseling department at the municipality. And there are people that can help. Like if you ask someone, ask a friend, and a friend can ask a friend, and well, there is always someone that can help you. It's just like, you. I, I, I know that you are not alone. There's people out there that are doing this for their work is part of their work and they do it out of love. And they do it because maybe they have been through this abusive relationship as well and they want others to know that they're not alone. Well, we're gonna to get to how you got into uh, life coaching here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have two questions that I like to ask every single one of my guests. So the first one is kind of similar to the last question is, but. Um, Looking back over your life's journey, what is the single greatest lesson that you have learned? Uh, the single greatest lesson would be that you, your thoughts are the most important thing in this world. So if you believe in yourself and then you can create a new reality for you and you can create a new future. You just have to believe in yourself and you just have to love yourself. And I understand sometimes to say, oh, but I've been told that I am not lovable and nobody will love me. Uh, that's completely a lie. So always question the things that you've been told. And I follow uh, um, a writer, it's called Kathy Byron, Byron Kathy. And she's got a beautiful uh, book. It's called uh, Love What It Is. And I always, I, I wish I knew this book before because it's a wonderful place for you to evaluate all your beliefs or all everything that you have entirely in your life. And then you just ask, 
is this true? Is this really true? And who would I be without this thought? So it's powerful. There are some powerful questions because uh, you have a part of your brain that is called the conscious faculty that filters out anything that doesn't, uh, that it thinks it is not right. But you have the possibility to question it and then to um, avoid that conscious faculty and say, even though my brain says no, because I, I never believe that I am lovable, I've never believed that I am smart, I've never believed that, even though I have the evidence, well, just try to question it again and again and again, because it's not true. Most probably whatever you've been told and whatever is your programming from your childhood, it's a lie and you can control your new thoughts. And you'll say, most, everybody says that. Well, everybody said that because it's true. Like uh, Tony Robbins wasn't born uh, wealthy. Elon Musk didn't, was not born wealthy. And they are a very powerful influencers in our times. So everybody struggled, but they, they use that uh, motor as a change, as a motor, as a gift for change, as a gift for, I'm going to uh, overcome this and I'm gonna do this as part of my life and I'm gonna change the world because I am strong. And if they believe that they are strong and they believe in the words and they're confident that it can happen, uh, there is a way out. There is always light within the darkness. Excellent. Okay, uh, our next question is, looking back over your life's journey, what was the single best piece of advice that you were given? Yeah, I think I think I did tell I did said this before, but it's important that asking for help is not uh, a sign of weakness. Asking for help is the key, and I think I I, I think I, I wish I have known this before. I wish I have known that they are because before twelve I didn't know that I could choose where to go or I could go to a counselor or I could go to the psychiatrist or a psychologist or uh, to get help from a coach, for example. I didn't know that. I thought that was gonna be my life for my entire future because there's, there was, I didn't have all the information. And I think when you have more information and possibilities, you can choose and you are, a person that he has a free will to choose. Okay, very good. I like that. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about your uh, transition into becoming a life coach. How how did that all begin? Because so you were you were working on a cruise ship for a few years, and then uh, that work stopped, and now you're a life coach. So how did that how did that transition come about, and what inspired you to say, hey, I want to be a life coach to help other people. Yes, so it started when I wasn't as successful and that's why I told you about that limiting belief that my mom told me that I couldn't be successful because of, I didn't have a success start. So it started when I was jumping from ship to ship and I couldn't get any senior officer position. So I was always jumping from supervisor positions, but when I was trying to uh, apply for a senior officer position, I was never able to get it. 
and I couldn't understand that. So I jumped from company to company. And then finally, it was just a cycle. I was getting good money. I was traveling the world, but I wasn't satisfied. So I stayed a little longer uh, once in Cancun, and I met my now husband in Playa del Carmen. He was working there. Uh, he was working remotely. He is American. He's from Colorado. And then we managed to uh, stay together for half a year. Then he had to go to um, work in India. I had my last uh, contract on the ship until January 2019. Then we traveled the world. And then I had to find something that could I could do while we were traveling. And then he had to move to Puerto Rico. That's where I live now because of some tax incentives that they have for Americans here. And I just couldn't just not work. And I was into this wellness world and I, I found coaching just by mistake because I was looking at all these health coach um, ads and I studied health and life coaching. Um, and I started helping practice clients when it was July in 2019, uh, 2020. So last, last year was my breakthrough um, year. I loved 2020. I cannot say that I, it affected me because he actually gave me something. And um, I understood that most of my clients had these limiting beliefs that were programmed when they were a child. I had a, one of my clients said that her father abused her and told her she was an ugly fat cow. Uh, so, you know, there, there is always something uh, that somebody told you, your parents, maybe someone at school, uh, the bullies at school, or maybe there is always someone there, a program in there that you believe that you can't be successful or you can lose weight or you can't, uh, do whatever you want to do because we have these two fears that is uh, the fear or I'm not I'm not enough and I won't be loved and though we have all those fears when we are kids so when I found that I had those limiting beliefs and I, I had my own journey when I was studying and I was so able to overcome my my limiting belief and find more tools to get me through uh, my life. I said, I think that's what I want to do. I want to help people with these limiting beliefs that come from their programming because I have my story. I remember my mom telling me all of these things and gladly I had support from my father and gladly I had uh, my willpower and I gladly I had my imagination uh, that helped me. But there is always someone that you can ask for help. So that's what I do now. I, I help people with their limiting beliefs, with their self-sabotage behaviors, because when you get this uh, limiting belief, it comes like uh, uh, your, your, your result is, or you either procrastinate or you uh, have imposter syndrome, you are a perfectionist, you self-doubt, or you can do anything. And then that's what I want to do. I want to tell them that it's not true. It's uh, you can move forward and you can find the light within the darkness, even though you were trained that you are not enough or you, you, you had to be perfect to be loved. So I like to help people with the mindset because I think from my story, 
I think something inside of me always said, your mindset, your mind, your thoughts are the one who are giving you a motor for change. So don't, I, I, I cannot say I hate my, my childhood because now I can help others. Underst I understand what they feel. I understand how their limiting beliefs stop them for success and, uh, and how can they change it. So there are many tools that they can uh, use. For example, when you find your disempowering belief or some, something that always someone told you and you need to change it to uh, empowering belief and, and, and visualize yourself with that new reality and do affirmations. I know that people say they don't work, but your mind learns by repetition and it becomes a habit. So if you have a habit of, I don't think I'm enough or I don't think I'm beautiful or I don't think I am X, Y, or Z, that's a habit and you can break the habit. And you learn that by repetition because anyone who did it, did it because they wanted to program that in your mind, but you just need to have a software upgrade. And the software upgrade is you learn by repetition. And if you repeat, repeat, and if you visualize yourself and you imagine yourself being that new person, you can change and you can become the person that you want to be. Excellent. All right. So uh, tell everybody listening the name of your coaching company and where's the best place for them to get in contact with you if they would like to learn more about how you do uh, what you do to help people. Uh, so my last name is Marie. So my name is Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y. Marie is my last name, M-A-R-I-E. It's JennyMarieCoach.com or the same, uh, the same handle for Instagram. So at JennyMarieCoach. Uh, that is my name on my uh, webpage and my Instagram. Okay. Uh, and those are the best ways for people to get a hold of you and, and talk with you and, and interact? Yes, they can do that. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for, for being on today. Thank you for telling us about your, your experiences. And thank you for telling us about why being a life coach to you is so very important. It's clear to see that you have become a person who's focused on being forward. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our pleasure. Uh, to have you here. So uh, everyone, thank you for listening in today. And that's going to conclude us for Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcast FOF, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.